0: This is a Founding Media podcast. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Leveraging Life. Courtney, it's great to see you.
1: Good to see you as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need this this morning. It's going to be interesting. <laughs>
0: So this is a show where we share the stories of people that are taking what life throws at them and they're using it all to for their own good and for the benefit of others. And so today we're going to be we're going to be looking at a very interesting mm-hmm. issue and it's this topic of self-love, uh. actually loving yourself and the Maybe the misconceptions that yes. are there, and what does it look like to actually develop a loving relationship Absolutely. with yourself? Yes. yes,
1: because I've been told, and I think many people are like me that to focus any energy on yourself is selfish, not self love. So yes. I would, I'm very interested in number one, dispelling that myth, and two, talking about how I can do more self <laughs> love for myself because I'm still in that development stage of my life, which is interesting.
0: So let's talk a little bit about sure. that. What has been what has been the experience that you've had with you know this that self love is selfish, and and how is that that unfolded in your own life?
1: Well, I think a lot of it came when I became a mother. So everything, all my focus, all my attention, everything was about my kids. And if I spent any time on myself, it was always short. It was always riddled with guilt. Like, what are they doing? What do I need to do for them before I can go and take care of myself? And then just learning that self-love is not just going and getting a manicure or pedicure. It's actually taking time to focus yourself, to calm yourself, to get the the help that you need when you're dealing with some issues, you know, that you you face and they show up in your body. So I, it's been interesting learning how to do that, especially with my background.
0: So one of the things that comes up for me when I think of self-love is that is in my upbringing, you know, a lot of messages are, um, we, we absorb them. We, we catch them, you know, even if nobody specifically says, think this way, right. What gets modeled for us, you know, becomes the way that we think. And um, and then in addition to that, when it when it comes to something like this, a lot of my early experiences, you know, I was actually taught put others ahead of yourself. yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. think of others as better than yourself. Yeah. You know, and and that was a message that I heard on a regular basis. And and yes, it it kind of everything came together to create this sense that um, thinking well of myself yes. and actually caring for myself was selfish.
1: Yes. 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 And this when I, I had this long discussion with my husband. You know, the three o'clock. You know. Discussions you're not supposed to have, you're supposed to be asleep. I was asking him, I was like, you know, what do you think about self care? And what do you think the difference between self care and selfish is? Interestingly enough, he doesn't think being selfish is bad. And I was, we had a long, heated debate about it. And I was like, selfish is so wrong. He's like, no, it's not. And I was like, well, what do you call it? What's your definition? So I think maybe coming up with the definitions, and is it a, a gender? difference, like the way that men look at self-care is different than the way that women look at self-care?
0: So you're, you're actually bringing up something that I've seen yeah. quite often is that more like women struggle with this idea of, of, of loving themselves. Men tend not to. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying that you know, across the, the that? across is, the board, yeah. but like that they don't see Caring for themselves as a, as a negative, mm-hmm. selfish, you know, experience. And so here's, here's a couple of, of um, distinctions sure. that I've seen with this. Is that selfishness
1: uh-huh.
0: is really the absence of love.
1: Okay. You have to break that one down for me, Becky. So, a-
0: so here's the thing. If uh-huh. I'm not loving myself, okay. I become obsessed with getting it from everyone else.
1: Oh. Okay, so you're so, trying to fill that hole. That you, exactly. So I right. want
0: I want you. It's like really this this idea of what gets expressed as selfishness uh-huh. is is really because there's an absence of self-love.
1: Hmm, that's interesting. So
0: it's like I can't get enough because if I'm not loving myself, yes. then I want you to do it and I want her to do it and I want him to do it. And it's like I want everyone else in my life. Oh, and life. it comes
1: across as selfish or self-centered. R- R- okay. Exactly. Because uh-huh. I'm
0: literally, I've got this bottomless pit. Right? Oh, wow. that is just And it's it's never enough and it's never enough. And I'm really consumed about, about getting it. But uh, it's really subtle. It's really sneaky. Uh, Because here I I am, you know, taking care of my kids or Uh taking care of everyone else. And yet, underneath it all, it's like, when am I going to get mine? When am I going to get mine?
1: Wow. That's mind-blowing because I never thought about it that way. It's this hole that you're trying to fill with other people when it really should be you filling it yourself.
0: So when I do the work... Yeah. of giving myself I call it like just you know some fundamental emotional physical spiritual care okay. right I do like I get first in line for that something very interesting happens hmm. I actually become more available yeah to the people in my life I become more giving hmm. I've always got more to give because I've My fundamental need for love or desire for love
1: is is,
0: it's already taken care of.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of the concept Uh of, you know, giving from a full cup as opposed to giving from an empty cup. It's like if your cup is overflowing, then the overflow is for everybody else and you're not giving from a, a place of weakness or lack. That makes sense. Well, yeah.
0: And if you've um, you've been on an airplane, yeah, before a couple yeah. times. And, and what what is the thing that yeah. every single oh in flight or pre flight <laughs> mm-hmm. instruction uh, says regarding the oxygen mask?
1: That she put it on you first, and then you put it on your children or your dependents mm-hmm. or whoever's around you. But right. you have to do you first, right? And yeah. why do you have to do you first? Because if you pass out <laughs> trying to take
0: care of everybody else,
1: yes. yeah, they they need you yeah. to be available. So Put it on you first so that you can breathe so that you can help other people. Yes.
0: Yeah. So the way I look at it is this that self-love is actually one of the most selfless acts wow.
1: that you can do
0: for the people in your life.
1: Man, what a freeing thing to say. You know what I mean? Like I know that if I can love myself and take care of myself, I can do more for other people, you know. I actually heard that the the oxygen mask um, analogy drawn when I saw Susie Orman and she was talking about finances uh-huh. and how you should handle your finances, you've got to fill your cup first before you fill everybody else. Cause you're, you're everybody else. is pulling you down with them because you're not capable and you're not at full capacity. So I guess that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I like that the self love mm. component. Why do you think people miss that?
0: Well, again, I, I think that there, that there is that misconception yeah. that it's, that it is it's selfish and yeah. if if you're living your life you know based on you know like your parents are teaching you to share right sure. so okay think of others as better than yourself you know the, all of these things they you yeah. know they they add up so that they they can't see the benefit of loving themselves yeah. here's but here's also um, another aspect mm-hmm. to this is that the way you treat yourself is a template for how you experience everybody else.
1: Yeah. I've experienced that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so
0: so if you are not loving yourself, sure. It actually diminishes your capacity to receive love from other people. Okay. They might be giving it to you, but it won't land.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It won't take hold the way it's supposed to. It won't
0: take hold. Exactly. It'll just it'll just keep sliding off, you know, because if I am in the way that not loving myself can show up in different ways. So it can show up like maybe I just I just ignore my own needs and desires and things like that. Yeah. It can also show up where I'm actually critical and harsh and, and judgmental. You know, where I, where my, my thoughts and my, my self-talk is actually very um, damaging, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and destructive. So if, if that's what's going on Mm -hmm. and I always feel bad about myself, then I have someone in my life that um, mm. maybe they're loving and kind. You know what? It might feel good for a little bit, but I mm. will find a way to, to diminish and to sabotage. Yeah. yeah. And, and, to keep, and to keep all of that out and to keep all of that at a distance.
1: So what if you've raised your entire life to be taught this way? It's hard. I mean, I'm in my 40s and like, it's hard to go ahead and change that when it's so ingrained in who you are. And by Mm. the time you're 40 or my age, you probably have had children, maybe one or two relationships where you've actually ingrained that in other people. So how do you number one, identify it's time for me to develop this practice for myself. And then how do you change (laughs) the imprint you've made on everybody else? I guess it would be through example, but how do you how do you identify it and how can you change it later on once you realize this is something you need?
0: So how does a person identify that they're <laughs> not loving themselves? Right. They're not loving
1: themselves properly. Uh-huh. Because if, you're, mm-hmm. if your mom is like this, your grandmother was like mm-hmm. this, and, or your dad was like this, like you're, you've been seeing it your entire life and you just com- it's, it's diametrically opposed to everything you've, lo- you've heard, you've seen, and you've been exposed to. How do you identify that there's something wrong?
0: yeah I think it comes down to being open mm-hmm. like so like being open to a conversation like this, sure right mm-hmm. and and actually having ears to listen that oh, there's another way,
1: yeah. Yeah. And
0: what what might that be like? You know, I think sometimes, really, what it takes for someone to wake up is that you just, you know, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you you hit that point where this isn't working. Yeah, it's just it's just not working. And so so especially in light of, um, you know, what our show is all about. What yeah. you know, this how do we leverage life? Yeah, you know, it's like you hit this point where. What I'm doing in life isn't working. What else is there? Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and I think this is actually really important. A lot of people mm-hmm. rely on negative self-talk like a tool. Yeah, like oh, this is my motivation. If I'm not hard on myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm not beating myself up, up on a regular basis, yeah, I'm not going to succeed. I'm not going to, you know, you know, fill in the blank, whatever the fear is.
1: Oh, and that's a whole other podcast and, right there. And I would yeah. just,
0: I would just say, how do you know?
1: Yeah, you you've never
0: tried it. Yeah, all you've known yes. is is beating yourself up. Yeah, and being hard and and critical with yourself would you be open to trying this out and at least seeing what happens? Mm
1: -hmm. I think that's great. I mean, because there's Mm -hmm. so many people that I, especially that I work with, they don't know what self-love is. And if you've ever dealt with any sort of abuse or any sort of violence, it's like, you know, I, I'm i almost deserving of this because it was a normal mm. that I saw in my life in the past or I saw my mom going through it. So helping them to identify that it's not, it's going to feel uncomfortable and it's going to feel wrong, but it's something that you need to do so you can develop new relationships, you know, in the future.
0: Yeah. It's really yeah. important. <laughs> well, so again, to to make that connection with how I treat myself is the template for how I experience everyone else Mm -hmm. is, is this, if I'm treating myself really poorly, I'm actually going to align with other people that reinforce that. Right. Treat me poorly. And I'm, and I'm going to keep people that want to treat me really well at a distance. Yes. I'll, I'll find a way to not be close to them because it feels off.
1: Uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. most of this is happening, most of this is happening um, unconsciously.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not like we are articulating to uh, ourselves, oh, this person treats me really well. I need to, to you know, no. get them out of my life. Yeah. No, but we will, what happens is that when this is, is going on in terms of the unconscious programming, what feels familiar, what feels normal is um, maltreatment. Yeah. Then it will. I will unconsciously find a way <clears throat> to sabotage that relationship or keep them out of my life, and I'll just, I'll just call it fate. Well, it wasn't yeah. meant to be, or you know, I'll find some reason to explain it away. Right, and so to your question of you know how do you identify this? Mm-hmm. It's really if you have a if you have a pattern in your life mm-hmm. that was either modeled for you or you experienced over and over again that left you. Um, feeling bad about who you are and what you deserve and, and what you're worth, right there, that's where you can start to take a look. How has this played out? You yeah. know, how has this been on repeat in my relationships? And um, taking on that openness to, well, what, if, what if I just gave it a go?
1: Yeah. What to, if I tried to, this to, method and see if it actually worked? Because uh-huh. we talked about it last time, like the patterns in your life and being in an alignment. If it continues to happen, there has to be some introspection. It's like, okay, wait, what is this? Why does it keep showing up for me? You know, I don't understand. Then you start to identify those patterns. I guess that's a good thing to to definitely take some time out and look at yourself (laughs) as part of your self-care to make sure that you're, you know, that's good.
0: And and there was a question (laughs) that was... um, that was posed by, I believe it was Einstein, mm. who said that fundamentally every human being has to answer the question mm. of, do I live in a friendly or a hostile universe?
1: Okay. How would you answer that question?
0: Well, let me unpack it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the question, is life for me or is oh, life God, it against me. me? Yeah. And if life is against me, well, then all of this, you know, not loving myself and seeing myself in a negative light, all of all of that fits with that narrative. Sure. That life is against me. But if life is for me, well, then yeah. what would also fit with that is this appreciation sure. for who I am and and my place in the world, you know, and that's and that I belong here for no other reason. That I'm here.
1: You need to repeat that <laughs> quote because I think we should write it down <laughs> and ask: are, Is that the perspective I have? It's like, am I thinking everybody's against me, or, or is the world actually wanting me to win in this one? Like, if people ask that question, answer that question honestly. Then it is that that defining moment where you decide mm. how you're going to handle things. Mm. So now that they know that that's where they stand, what are some tools? What what can they do to develop this this self love or this the self-care behavior, the selfish behavior, as my husband
0: would say. So there's something at at play before we start looking at any kind of tools or techniques or methods. Those are all helpful. Mm -hmm. But it's also um, my perception of myself Mm -hmm. comes down to am I looking for love or am I love?
1: All right. Unpack that one. Because I...
0: Because if... Who I am in Uh my essence is love. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go look for it. That's true. I don't have to get it. Okay. I don't have to take it. So, because oftentimes we talk about love like it's this, like it's this commodity, like, like, okay, here's, here's a cup, right? Like Uh I give it, I can take it, right? And oftentimes, so that's how we, that's how we relate to love. Like it's this, it's, and, and I'm it's not almost saying, tangible. It's almost r- something
1: you give and take.
0: Right. And, and yeah. I'm not saying you can't do that, but I'm saying that is a very limited um expression of love. That what if love is so much more than that, that it's not just something that can be given yeah. and received, but that it's actually who you are.
1: It's a beautiful thought. I, I mean, I, I just feel it's very elevated. So it's like. How can I take someone who's down in the dumps to actually understand that concept when they don't know what that is? How do how do we get them there? Cuz mm-hmm. I I I I want to be able to. I want to free people. I think this is freeing information. So how do I free someone who doesn't know what that looks like?
0: I would I would say this. Hmm. You just you ask the question, what if? Hmm. So rather than trying to convince someone
1: hmm.
0: or um uh or persuade them sure. that that's who they are
1: mm-hmm.
0: what if you just stay in the question what if who i am is love hmm. just try that on
1: what if who i am is love okay i'm 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 gonna try that because <laughs> well, i think it's interesting yeah. i I'm, I'm interested in seeing the variety of answers i get to that, that question i'm gonna try it mm-hmm. this week
0: and Just I would, yeah, question. I would say that's a great question to stay in. Meaning, you might ask that question: "What if who I am is love?" Yeah, and you might have things come up. Here's here's what's powerful about it: the answer doesn't even ma- matter. Yeah, it's look at your life from this possibility. Mm-hmm. What if who I am is love? Like um, like a ladder. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like you're, you're actually elevating your perspective on your own life. That's what questions do. Yes. So it's looking at your life from this other position of what if who I am is love? What do I notice about my life then? Mm-hmm. What do I notice about uh, my relationships, my work? What do I notice about how I treat myself?
1: Sure. Hmm.
0: From there, the the methods or techniques or the tools mm-hmm. like, what has to happen next starts to unfold.
1: Sure, and it probably makes more sense. You have to understand that before you can actually start using a tool to make it actually real in your life or make it a reality. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then we'll uh-huh. we'll 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 stop at the "what if I am love" kind of, I guess, question or for ourselves because the question does reveal the, the truth. It makes you dig a little deeper. It's like, okay, I, I'm not love. Why am I not love? And How can I change that? Mm -hmm. I really want to get there because I'm always that solution-driven person. So what would you say? We're going to finish up here. Um, What would you... How would you lump in a really short soundbite what self-love is and why it's not a selfish act? I'm going to give you the the Jeopardy music. Can I do that? I heard... (laughs)
0: I was, given a, I was given a statement one time by a mentor mm-hmm. of mine, mm. and he summed it up this way. So I think this is, this is really fitting. Okay. He said, would you be willing mm. to treat yourself at least as kind as your dearest love?
1: Okay. That's a good way to gauge it.
0: So if you just treated yourself Mm-hmm. With the same level of kindness, love, care,
1: yeah.
0: respect, honor that you have for the people that are, are you know, most dear to you. Mm-hmm. If you just treated yourself that way, what kind of difference would that make for you?
1: I think it would make a huge difference for me. I think it would make a huge difference for a lot of people. Um, yeah, yeah. If you're able mm-hmm. to extend that kind of love, what if you just did it for yourself? How mm-hmm. amazing would that be? Yeah. yeah,
0: and see yeah. what happens. Like, rather than this idea of, oh, if I treat, see, you can either have a relationship with the idea of self love, or you can actually put it into practice and get a direct experience with self love. I would, I would say, to anyone even listening today, uh, don't yeah. believe me. Try it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Try it on and see what you notice about your life. Don't believe me. Don't don't believe Courtney. Try it don't on. Don't believe me. And I'm still yeah, working on it. Don't believe me. I don't want you to be- I don't want you to believe me. Because I don't want you to keep it up here. Yeah. I want you to try it on, put it into practice, get a direct experience with it.
1: I yes. think that's a great way to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for mm-hmm. being here with me and Becky today and Love Virginia Life, and we'll see you the next time. Bye. Bye.